Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am absolutely thrilled to introduce today's guest, Allie Jensen, who will be talking with us about her very busy career, motherhood, and her two books, one of which is Perfect for the Skin You're In. So, Allie, tell us a little bit about what makes you you. Thank you. I love this question because it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, so my name's Allie. I am a military spouse and mom of three. My kids are six, recently turned five and two and a half. So very busy chasing my kids around. We're in the middle of a move right now. So I'm actually sitting on the floor with my desk as a diaper box as I talk to you, Dr. Carla. <laughs> We're on our way to Italy in the fall, which will be amazing. So I spend a lot of time with them. Obviously, they're, my passion is my family. On top of that, my not necessarily my side hustle. So my first, my full-time job is I work for Google. Um, I'm, I'm on our strategy and enablement team and focus on culture, which is a lot of talent strategy, culture, a lot of learning, development, well-being, community building within our DEI organization at Google. So all comments, I should say, are my own. I don't represent Google, um, but that is my day job. I've been there since December. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up in the corporate world. I worked for Deloitte for a really long time in human capital consulting. I always found myself doing a lot of like light bulb learning moments with people. I'm very passionate like you about well-being. And so when I was pregnant with my daughter and had the opportunity to write, I spent my my childhood, I'd write like jingles on little cards. And I thought that was going to be my full-time job, like a Hallmark writer. But then when I had the opportunity to write a children's book, it really, if this could be my full-time job, it would be um, because I just love um, you talk about what makes you happy as a family. We love to read together. I feel like all of those moments that I cherish right now, because they're very little, are all us reading, exploring, laughing. Uh, we do books before bedtime, nap time, bath time, car time. So um, that's it's a little bit about me in a, in a rambling way. Um, <laughs> but it's excellent information. And what a background. So let's talk for a minute about being a military wife. What does that look like? That is, so my dad was career army. So he was a colonel in the army and I spent my whole entire life moving. I attribute my life that the parents kind of led us on, like my ability to be adaptable and kind of embrace different cultures and just do that. So I Loved it as a kid. I did ROTC my freshman year at Vanderbilt thinking I wanted to go in the army. And I told my dad, I've loved our life, but I don't, you know, I don't think it's for me. And then silly me married into the <laughs> air force and my husband's active duty air force and my brother's a Marine. So I've only known the military life, but it has been, I love it for so many reasons. It's an amazing community. I'm one of my values, Brene Brown's values exercise. I've done that. And my top two are service and authenticity. And so I think people being willing to serve has always been something that's been very admirable. I'm in the throw of it right now. We're PCSing. It's called permanent change of station. So I moved out of my house in Colorado. They took our stuff on April 10th and it is now, I'm talking to you on August 19th. So I've been either on the floor 
for meals or air mattresses for like oh five months. <laughs> so that's can be tough. And I have my fair share of meltdowns because of that. But I also, it takes a village. I'm staying with my family. We're joking. It's like my parents' Airbnb because people are in, people are out. My husband's gone. My in-laws are helping. So yeah, I'm grateful to be a part of it. And that's all I've really known because I've been part of the military life my whole life. My goodness. I'm sitting here in awe, in awe. I can't <laughs> even imagine how much resilience, how much flexibility that takes to be able to have that kind of lifestyle. And I'm a person who likes my predictability and consistency. So you're the antithesis. I'm not saying that you don't like it, but your lifestyle is the antithesis of that. Kudos yes, to I'm you. <laughs> I'm like you though, Dr. Carla, I like like structure. And I think that's why in the working world and I'm very organized and put around me, I'm like, it's yeah, it's all these moving we'll pieces. I like that. Yeah. So when we look at familiuses, the habits that make a healthy family, and you've just talked about so many of them, but there are, we have 10 habits here of what makes a healthy and happy family, love together, play together, learn together, work together, talk together, heal together, read together, eat together, laugh together, give together. It sounds like that is perhaps your way of life. I mean, I would hope it would be. I love the values and I think the habits that you talk about are just I mean, mine are still so little right there. So we're very connected at the hip. Like where I went for a run earlier with my son, who's two. And I'm like, we'll run and listen and learn to like fun toddler songs. A lot of the time we spent together, but I feel like the book world being now an author has been really interesting in terms of like grow together, read together, talk together because we, my daughters saw I mean, they weren't alive yet because my first book, Anything I Dream, was inspired by my first daughter, River. I found out I was having a girl and I was like, girlfriend, you can do whatever, you know, anything you dream. But then with the second one, I was pregnant with my son, Reef, and I would just like spend, spend a lot of time at night coloring on the iPad, just like learning how to doodle. And I self-illustrated that one. And it's been very cool because now not the two-year-old, but the almost seven and now five-year-old have written their own own books and we go and get them laminated. So there's, you know, silly titles like the, the poop moves to Italy. <laughs> um, but the, so Wait it's a second. let's out. pause here. The poop moves to Italy. Yes. And yep. we're talking about everything. <laughs> and we're talking about bowel movements. Is that the, the, the poop yes, that's yes, moving that's to Italy? The, the poop. It looks like the little emoji. You know, <laughs> like, but she self-illustrated it and it goes on an adventure. We're going from Colorado to Italy and it has them driving long road, but stopping in Utah to see the grandparents along the way and then oh. stopping at the beach and over there. So it's just really cute. And I think it's inspiring. It's inspiring to me because they see, you know, they watch everything that you do. Oh, and yes. I think for them to think, oh, I can, I can do that. Or I'm going to, it's just fun to, and they're also so creative. So I'm like, oh, this is just inspiration for more books down the line from them or me. <laughs> So. Absolutely. And what a role model you are, not only of flexibility and being able to adapt to your ever-changing world, but also creativity. It's clear that you're radiating light for them to, to see creativity in action. I hope so. I'm not, not, 
I have my moments. I'll say that. We're, <laughs> Don't we all? Don't I'm, we all? I'm do, doing, doing the best we can, but we're about, they're going to Italian school. And so I'm just thinking, as you say that in terms of like adaptability and flexibility and growth mindset, they're going full blown in Italian school in about three weeks. And I'm like, Ooh, this is, we'll see how strong we can stay during that. <laughs> but, but thank you. So what would you say as a mom with three little ones and a husband in the Air Force, what does, what, what's your secret to creating a happy, healthy family or secrets? Secrets? That's a really tough question because I think we were talking last night, I forget what we were watching, but it talks about like you take a bite of an, one bite at a time if you're trying to eat an elephant, which is a horrible metaphor. But I think like taking baby steps and doing what you can each day for us and our family, my husband and I are very into well-being. So I know myself and my own, if I don't move my body, that's how I like release a lot of my anxiety. And so, I mean, the Bob has been a huge blessing stroller to push. So I can just, even if it's 30 minutes getting outside in nature, exploring sunlight, that helps us me be happy. And I think if I'm happier, it kind of, you know, you set the tone often as the parent or the mom for how your family behaves. And so we try every day to get outside, make sure we're playing, using creativity, exercise, fuel our body to put, you know, healthy stuff in. We definitely, I love sweets too, but you know, my daughter, she'll eat a ton of sweets and then she's like, I don't feel good. I'm like, yeah, that's what you put in kind of impacts how you feel outward. So I think our main secret is just like, the growth mindset has been a big one for us. Like there's a lot of change and it's really tough and you can be, you know, they looked at me and we were leaving Colorado and I have, because we move so often, it's often like, see you later. I don't like to say goodbye, but I've made some of like my best friends in the world in our last assignment in Colorado and we were moving and my daughter's like, you're, you're crying. You're really sad to leave LJ as one particular friend um, that I grew really close with. And I'm like, yeah, you can be, really sad and cry and also very excited for our next adventure and moving to a new country and exploring a so I think just being like human and letting them know that you have all the emotions too you know and I gosh I so appreciate that I appreciate everything that you've said and, and shared right there but I um maybe working backwards, the piece where you're talking about emotional intelligence, essentially modeling healthy emotions and letting your kids see it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel these big feelings. And it is also okay to have conflicting emotions, right? The joy of heading to Italy and also the deep sorrow of leaving a really beautiful friendship, you know, beautiful friendship and so far from family. Yeah. Yeah. So I really love that you brought up that piece. I also love that you talked about the growth mindset, which we often in our very busy world forget to be in that space of not a critical mindset or a stagnant mindset, but really a growth mindset of striving to be a little bit better of a person, a mom, a whatever, you know, every day. And it, is that how, how would you define growth mindset? I think that the moments that I've learned the most are when I've maybe, maybe not fail is the right word, but I feel like when I have a setback or I, something doesn't go the way I plan, I think, okay, what am, what am I going to learn for this? And I, from this, and I learn often way more from my failures than my 
successes, I think. So for me, it's just always, and that's how I ended up at Google, to be honest. I really, I was at Deloitte for 11 years. I loved it there so much. Amazing network, amazing people. I was very comfortable there. And I think that comfort, I think COVID made a lot of people reflect on, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? And I felt so comfortable that I was like, no, I don't like being too comfortable. You know, I have a lot of things going on, (laughs) but I, but that kind of is what, caused me to make the move and take a leap of faith and leaving after over a decade. And I've now been in my new role for nine months. And I feel like in the last nine months, I've grown so much more. I've been so much more nervous, like presented with different opportunities, but it's just like, you become proud of yourself for trying something new. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. Like I I fail all the time. I mess up. We all mess up. We're human, but like, what can I learn from it? And how can I do better next time? Absolutely. I'm with you in that. It is one of my favorite topics of getting into. We are in a world where we think that fear and anxiety are always bad. When in fact, sometimes as you found out, having that just the right amount of fear or anxiety and using it as a sign of, wait a second, there's a growth opportunity ahead. This is just a sign that we're growing and we're able to expand because you're right. Sometimes we do get a little too comfortable in life where we're not expanding anymore. Yeah. And so, and being able to look at our challenges and saying, well, yeah, I did have a hiccup there how can I switch it so that I do better as you know as a mom as a worker as a human on the planet how can I do a little bit better so I'm with you on that so let's look at another thing you brought up which is the importance of exercise play and I'll roll it all into one healthy eating and how it sounds as if you really prioritize good self-care so that you can take better care of your family by really coming from a place of self-care, exercising 30 minutes, you know, making sure you get that in, making sure you get in a healthy diet. How, what do you think about role modeling good self-care? I think that has been, especially with COVID the last few years when we're kind of trapped in a house and you can go places, can't go places. I think being outside in the sunlight early in the day is something I can tell when my kids are getting anxious because I also get, get anxious. But in the morning, and I'm not saying we don't have sweets or don't splurge or because we totally do. But I think in general, it's just the balance of, you know, when we wake up, we'll have like we had cheesy eggs and avocado this morning and toast. And there's so many delicious foods that are healthy as well. So exposing, I think it's Pete the cat who wrote about the three bite rule. Um, you might not like it once. That's fine. You can try it again that, you know, but at least try something three times to see if you'll like it. And a lot of times by the third, they're like, oh, this isn't bad. Like Jetty, my five-year-old now, she seeds. I don't like these. These look, gross. these look gross, mom. And I put them in the yogurt with a little gr- bit of granola. You don't even taste them. Right? They don't taste like nothing. And they're so nutritious. So we try really, my husband is the same. We try really hard to just, if we're, we're moving, they need to move too. And we do a lot of like, it's, what does LJ call it? She calls it hidden fitness. So we'll do like a used chalk art and do a long obstacle course out front. One time we did it from her house in Colorado, all the way to the bus stop, which is like probably half a mile, but it was a half a mile obstacle course with chalk that took us about three hours to do. Oh my goodness. But it's like, but they'll go out and do it. So anything like and we'll just, they love being outside and in the mountains. And I grew up that way as well. So I hope they have that love for nature and food and that I do. But and well, it goes back to your creativity. 
a half a mile <laughs> obstacle course with chalk? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I had a hurt back after that. <laughs> oh, but that sounds yeah. amazing. And, you know, yeah, talk, it really sounds as, as you say, all families and people are imperfect, but it sounds as if you really take your role as mom very seriously in a fun way that way we want this healthy family to be fun and connected and inclusive. And yeah, yeah oh. Well, thank you for sharing all the all of these tips. And one more piece before we get on to your book. I want to talk about your book. I like how you talked about taking one bite at a time. We don't have to take a bite out of an elephant. We can take a bite out of the day, right? So it sounds yeah. as if maybe one of your secrets to motherhood and life success is not getting overwhelmed by the big picture, the big elephant in the room, right? But wait, maybe if we just take one piece at a time. Is that, did I, is that where you're coming from? Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm also a big list person. So I have like, I get overwhelmed with every, like we're packing to go camping this weekend. And usually when you're a mom, you pack for yourself and then your children. And sometimes my husband as well. <laughs> so I was getting overwhelmed with even the thought of what I need to pack with sleeping bags and we're going to the Uinta. So it will probably be cold and maybe rainy. Um, but I think like the list and saying, okay, I'm going to focus on this first. Okay, I got that done. And as I kind of chip away at my list, I feel one, a sense of accomplishment. And two, I just feel less overwhelmed with the day to day. So that's been a good, and my daughter River, the one who's going to be seven, very much like me, a list, a list person. And we check things off, but I think it does help. And I think right now, especially it feels like the world is burnt out and overwhelmed. And it's just a really weird time if I'm being honest it's, I mean it's no secret it's been so weird the last few years so it's just like weird is a very good word <laughs> weird, yeah. weird covers it quite What's well happening yeah <laughs> it's been very challenging for so it's, it's odd so I love that you're that you bring up the piece about being a list person because I like lists as well and especially when the world seems a bit out of control. Lists are one of those things yeah. that, as you said, you check them off and you get a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. And but it also makes life feel a little more controllable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll take what I can get. Yeah. <laughs> a key secret to motherhood: lists. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. So let's talk about. We talked a little. You mentioned your your first book. Let's look at. I just love the title of your book perfect for the skin you're in and not knowing much about the book I'm going to wonder is it about authenticity being comfortable and genuine for all that you are and the gift that you are we headed up that alley that is exactly it yes so please tell yeah. about the genesis of the book and and how it can be used to make women and moms and people in general feel really good about who they are. Yeah, I think that, uh, so I alluded before we started recording, but my pappy, his name was Tom Lemons. We called him Pappy. He was my grandpa growing up, you know, when you're I had a bowl cut. I don't know, like it's I have very thick and coarse hair. I had a bowl cut till almost high school. And I used to say like, I don't like my hair. I don't like my freckles. And he'd always say, Hey doll, you're, you're perfect for the skin you're in. And my dad's one of seven. So I have seven on his side and 
20 plus cousins. And so we all grew up with my pappy would go into a store. He'd, he'd just make you feel so appreciated, like welcomed, accepted, beautiful inside and out. And I think he passed away. He was a huge influence in all of my, my life and my cousins and my, my siblings life because he lived with us a lot growing up as well. And so when he passed away, I just, as you do when you're up often late at night nursing, just like thinking about ideas. And I thought, you know what, I'd love to put a book like this out into the world. At the time I was working on one of our global, global inclusion projects at Deloitte and it was very much focused on respect and inclusion, like respect. We all bring diversity and thought. We're all different. We all have different backgrounds. We're all biased, but you have to be able to like check those bias and be. So I think I was in that space in the corporate world. And then when he passed, I just felt so compelled to share that with Mm. my kids and other kids. It's you're perfect for the skin you're in. Love it. Love you. Lift up your chin. And it's, it's all about, you know, being strong, being smart. We all have gifts within. So be yourself and let yourself shine, but also be accepting and we're only better together. So it was, it was fun. And I wanted to, he, he looks like a koala, my pappy, we joked. So that's, it's animals. Cause I can't mm. illustrate people. I tried and I was like, this looks like stick figure. So I went the animal route, but I tried really hard to make it look like my pappy. And so that one is deeply personal. And if anything, we move so much, like our kids will be the only English speaking kids in their Italian schools, or there might be a few others, but it's a local Italian school. And I'm trying to teach them too. like, we grew up this way and we look like this. We think this, but others think other things and there's a whole world out there and you can't just force your own opinions on others, you know, just be who you are and listen to who others are. And it's kind of amazing what you'll find. So that's how that one kind of originated. And I, that one is very near and dear to my heart. I love that story. I love it. It sounds like a really exquisite book. And I really appreciate, you know, what you were just saying about listening, because we often, yes, being authentic, being ourselves and working on that to continue to evolve as being authentic and comfortable in our skin. And I love that you then switched it to the piece about listening, because I think that is one of the pieces that we often miss in our very busy world is that ability to really slow down, shut our brains off, open our hearts up and tune in. Yeah. And listen, and I feel like with the media and stuff, sometimes you just get blasted in the face with so many things. And I think if you actually sit down and whether it's like this in zoom or you just talk to someone and I just was on a call last week about just like differences in faith and religion and what that means. And my one friend who's Muslim was sharing more. I'm like, so what are the, like, what do you believe? What are the main things? What do you kind of do? And just, I could ask kind of silly questions that I, she made me feel safe enough to ask. So I was just trying to understand. And she was asking about me and how I grew up. And so I feel like that's how you, again, growth mindset. That's also how you learn. And you're like, there's no one else like you, Dr. Carla. There's no one else. That, like, we're all no one else like Allie absolutely (laughs) and when we slow it down and I love the piece you brought up right there too which is you're really curious and I think that curiosity is the antidote in many ways to judgment when we open up and we become curious and ask questions somehow and you know it's also my line of work I 
you know, I don't want to be a judgmental psychotherapist or author or anything, right? And when we open up and start asking questions and really just staying in that place of objectivity and beautiful childlike curiosity, we find so much on the other side. We find that we connect in really vulnerable ways, true ways. So I so agree. And you said the childlike curiosity, like my five and almost seven-year-old ask a million questions like what are you doing why'd you do it like that what do you think about this and I'm like please that is 400 questions but I also am like don't ever lose that because it's so amazing because I'm like I actually don't know the answer to that let's look it up let's google it so I'm just like it's so yeah it's really cool it is and it's a thing I'm glad that you keep it alive and keep it alive if I ask my husband questions all the time and he finally says please no more questions no more questions tonight right no more questions but but why <laughs> you're done <laughs> you're done you're turned off yeah. <laughs> so my goodness Ali I could we could have such a good chat for a long time but I would like to ask Maybe what are one, two, three more highlights you would like to share with our listeners about you, your books, how to, you know, create more happiness in family life? What are a few things you'd like to share? I think my biggest one, which was given to me too, is just give yourself some grace. Like as a mom, as a whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, it has been a really weird, hard, challenging time. And I think we tend to be a lot harder on ourselves. And I have so many beautiful friends and family that show me so much grace, especially during this PCS and me moving. I've, like I said, I've had my fair share of meltdowns. And I think it's really important for people to treat themselves like you would treat your best friend or your family member. Just you're doing the best you can. And also don't be afraid to like take risks. And I've had a ton of people reach out to me about creating a children's book. how do you make it happen? And I went down so many rabbit holes when I was trying to figure out and it is daunting and I would reach out and I felt like, okay, this is not going anywhere. I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to, and it did take me a really long time, but it's just that make a list and take one step at a time. Even if it's, if you're looking for a new job or if you're looking to create a book, whatever it is, like do one thing every day and create a habit of being curious and exploring and just that one thing, whether it's like, I'm going to update my resume or I'm going to write down a title of a potential book. I feel like that sparks, like it just has a ripple effect. So I think if you just focus on one thing, one thing, just that one bite, that one bite, we don't have to go just one, one bite, back to the one bite. Yes. (laughs) Bring me back. Yeah. Well, that does make it dreams when they're in hopes and all any challenges you know when they're very very big they can seem very daunting and if we bring it down just to that one baby step at a time one piece at a time it's easy to forget that so thank you for that beautiful reminder so Allie it has been such a joy and a privilege to talk with you today where can our listeners find the amazing Allie Jensen Thank you. You can find me at uh, books on Instagram, or my website is www.knowsknowbounds.org. For now, that is where I am. So thank you for, for the time and for making me feel so comfortable and especially oh, on a Friday. <laughs> oh, no, it's perfect. I just, yeah. so that our listeners can really type that in. 
would you please spell the knows no bounds? So there's no typos here, please. Yes, like you know no bounds. So it's knows, K-N-O-W-S dot no, N-O dot bounds, B-O-U-N-D-S dot books. Dot books. Okay, listeners, there you have it. Knows dot no dot bounds dot books that's where <laughs> you'll I find it <laughs> for now that's where yeah. you'll find Allie and yeah. I'm going to spell her name so that you have it's Allie A-L-I Jensen J-E-N-S-E-N and her full beautiful name is Alexandra Noel Jensen so if you find either of those you'll find the right woman the right super superpower right there all right so thanks again Allie it has been a joy and a privilege and as we conclude today's podcast I'd like to thank Familias Publishing for their support in bringing this amazing podcast to your ears and your heart would be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And if you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com where you will find our Habit Hub blog as well as a spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. Oh,